When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday here. You understand my man, Club Shay Shay. I mean, Shannon Sharp. He in the house. Now, he hasn't frozen to death, y'all. He ready to hop back to L.A. Ready to hop. Sure. He can't take the call. He can't take the My man, Sergeant Friday, a.k.a. Jump Saturday. I mean, the other way around. He's in the house. Paul Farnbaum's going to be in the house. Patrick Pat McAfee's going to be in the house. The supermodel right here, Miss Runway, she's in the house. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on, and guess what? I got some great news about the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's coming up, too. All that and more. First take in the house. College boy. <laughs> Good day. Welcome into First Take. We had a heck of a Monday night football game. Jeff, Saturday Super Bowl champion, the Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith. I'm Molly Karam. Also, Stephen A., we have a change with your Pittsburgh Steelers. We will get into that momentarily. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we feeling this morning? Good. Good. Yeah? Good, yeah. Are we ready to do this? Shannon's cold. He's cold. He's cold. No, I'm not, I'm not cold, but, uh, you know. First thing out of here, I'm on it. <laughs> the East Coast every now and then does the body. Okay, you're good. All right, speaking of the East Coast, Jalen Hurts led a second-half rally as the Eagles beat the Chiefs 21-17 in the Super Bowl rematch. Casey had opportunities at the end, but it slipped through their fingers literally as several key plays were dropped. Here's what Mahomes had to say about those miscues. Take a listen. They know I'm going to keep firing it. That's just who I am. I'm going to fire it uh, to the guy who's open. Um, and uh, they're, usually they make the, they're going to make the plays. And offensively, we're just not where I would want to be at this point in the season. Um, <clears throat> and, that, and that's everybody. Um, uh, starts with me. All right. So last night, the Chiefs dropped a season-high five passes, which wow. now puts them on 26 for the season. That's the most in the NFL and the most in a team's first 10 games of the season since the 2017 49ers. So with that being said, are you crediting the Eagles or blaming the Chiefs, Shannon? Well, I've been sounding the alarm bells about the Chiefs from very, very early on. And at some point in time, even Patrick Mahomes' greatness can't come overcome the inadequacies at the wide receiver position. Yep. Also, when you don't – they're averaging five points a game in the second half. Yep. Third straight games in which they've been shut out in the second, second half. half. Is that you can't overcome that. I don't care how great your quarterback is. Yeah. And at some point, it just – and look at this. 53 total points in the second half. This is the third – look, week uh, uh, eight loss to Denver, shut out. Week nine loss to, uh, to win at Germany, uh, shut out. Mm-hmm. Last night, shut out. Chiefs second half possessions, punt, four plays, three and out, red zone fumble, punt, six plays, three and out, turnover on downs. Yeah. You're not going to win like that. And this offense and what we've seen from this offense, and this has been the best defense Patrick Mahomes has played Absolutely. with. Absolutely. They were sensational last night. Yep. But this offense is not good enough. And the days of – because Patrick Mahomes has never, ever not been able to sleep in a hotel in his That's city right. for an AFC championship game. Right. That looks like it's about to change. Yep. People don't fear them anymore because that offense leaves a lot to be fearful uh, – uh, not to be fearful of – I'm going to give, I'm gonna give the, the, uh, uh, Philly their credit. 
Yeah. They hung in there. They were down 17-7. This is a very resilient team. And Stephen A., I told you yesterday, somehow they'll mess around, mess around. But if it's close, late in the ball game, yes, Jalen Hurts will find a way to win this ball game. But the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of issues offensively. And right now they can't figure it and they haven't figured it out. Well, but when Valdez came, when that ball went up, oh, my Lord. I looked at Ash. I said, ain't no way he's going to catch this ball. Oh. Because he's a body catcher. Yeah. And the worst thing you can have in inclement weather are body catchers and you put it outside of their body. And the moment he had to take this ball over, that's the hardest catch to make, Steve right. because you've got to track the ball right. over your shoulders mm -hmm. and you got to follow it here. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, as soon as he hit his hands, he put it up here. As soon as he hit the dirt, boop, gone. I feel you on that. And I, get, I appreciate the explanation. Obviously, we're going to go with blaming the Chiefs for this loss. There's no question about mm -hmm. it. You can bring up Valdez Scanlon and the point that you're making. I'm certainly not refuting that. I'm just simply saying it's no excuse. I'm no. Fact, and by the way, I'll give you an excuse, by the way, even though I really, really wouldn't because you're a professional. <laughs> get the damn job yeah. done. Yeah. But I'd throw you an excuse if you were accustomed to playing in Southern California or South Beach all the Correct. time and then you go to inclement weather. This brother was in Green Bay for years. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, this, this is not foreign territory for mm -hmm. you. That is these correct. conditions, these inclement weather, it's not foreign to you. And you drop a pass like that with a game on the line, yeah. perfect touchdown. And that's why I can sit up there. We can talk about them being scoreless in the, in the second half of the last three games, getting outscored 38 to nothing over the last three games in that second half. They're yeah. obviously not impressive, okay? We get all of that. But when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, remember, Travis Kelsey, he gets the ball punched out of him. That was in the red zone. Yeah. Touchdown pass. Those are two. That's at least 10 points. Patrick Mahomes that's threw a pick in the end zone. That's right. That's right. And yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, that stuff, I'll give the Eagles credit for that. Yeah. But with, Patrick, with Travis Kelsey, that's not normal. That wouldn't normally happen. That's at least three points right there. The touchdown, that should have been a touchdown to Valdez. That's 10 points right there. You win this game if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. And those two plays, those two plays don't happen. And so right. I look at it from that perspective, even though I give the Eagles a lot of credit for sticking in there, staying in there, et cetera, et cetera. I get that. They deserve a lot of credit. Two big catches by Devontae Smith. Basically, I'll alleviate some of their concerns. But in the end, you're the Kansas City Chiefs. You've been a prolific offense all of these years. Mm -hmm. To have your receivers now dropping 26 passes on the season, five last night, it's just it's gotten to a point where it's embarrassing. But it I'm is. not going to just point to the offense. I'm also going to point to the organization. You might have wanted to pay Ty Tyreek Hill that money oh, after all. Oh, oh. Or, or bring in D-Hop. Yes. D-Hop was available yes. last year. Yes. But before you go uh, uh, Saturday, I'm going to say this. We've got to be careful because they've done this a lot of times. Patrick Mahomes makes a play, and everything is forgiven. That's right. But they have a lot of issues that keep leading them down this road that make them find themselves in this very position every single yeah. game. They need to fix the big picture and not just count on Patrick Mahomes' greatness okay. to bail them out every time. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say it this way. I, I couldn't agree with all of y'all's points. I 100% agree. But we got to give the Eagles credit because here's the deal. Travis Kelsey from last year, he had 12 explosive plays at a nine. He's got four this year, right? So everybody understands you take Travis Kelsey out of the game, it's yep. going to be a much different game. Yes. Guess, guess what they did last night to A.J. Brown, who, by the way, is an MVP candidate yes. for the NFL. He had one catch for eight yards. You know who else stood up? Swift stood up. You know who else stood up? Devontae Smith stood, yeah. stood up. Give them dudes credit about what they did. The Eagles knew. We're going to triple team them. That's the one that you have to drop on for the touchdown. They triple teamed Travis Kelsey, understanding if we take him out of the game, 
The other guys won't beat us. The Eagles find ways to beat you. Give them credit for what they do. They find ways to make plays, whether it's give Swift the ball, whether it's the tush push, whether it's Jalen Hurts pulling it down. All of a sudden, they're going to run the ball because they're getting McDuffie blitzing off the edge from Spagnola's defense. They understand how to counteract whatever this team is doing. And the problem for the Chiefs is those other players aren't, aren't showing up with answers to the test. The Eagles are. So at some point, you got to give credit to Devontae Smith making that catch deep in the game. You got to give him credit for running the football and making things happen. You got to give him credit for putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Now, from the Chiefs' perspective, I think the biggest indictment of them is that the trade deadline, we all saw this happening. Yes. Why don't you go get a receiver? Go get a dude, man. Like, Howie Roseman got Ro- uh, Roby and Bradley Roby, and he got Kevin Bayard in, in the last month. By the way, Bayard Roby. had the pick in the end zone, mm-hmm. and, Roby. and Roby punched the ball out. Right. You got two dudes that have been there for a month that just made plays. Last year, Roseman goes out and gets A.J. Brown. Like, he finds ways to make his team better. I love Brett Veach and what he's done, but at some point, you saw the writing on the wall. Sky Moore's not doing it. Rice is coming along, but very few second-round picks in the end are going to be that guy their first year. At, man, or second they got to find ways for these second-round picks. Darius Tony had yeah, regressed yeah, like and he, again, he had a decent game last night. But they they have got to find ways. Everybody understands the relationship between Kelsey and Mahomes. But man, you you know this Hall of Fame. The easiest position to take out of your game plan is tight end. Yes. You, on the one to Watson, the touchdown, the very first play, he's double. He bracketed in the end zone. Yeah. He's triple teamed. He's double teamed. Because the speed, he can't get over the top. They understand he's got to throw the ball somewhere else. Right. So everybody else is playing man, yep. and let's go make it happen. Yep. It's, 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 it's bad, it's yeah, bad ball. Right. But, again, that's why I brought up the organization. Because yes. you have some organizations that believe their work is done in training camp. Can't do before it. Before the season starts. They don't make adjustments. Howie Roseman's making adjustments that's a during great the season. Point. Recognize it. But some of these executives, all right, we did our work in the summer. Now it's on y'all from September through December. Right. And, Stephen A., and that's that, not right. that's the old NFL. That, I'm glad you said that. That's 100% right. We talked about this with the Cowboys. The Cowboys had they went out and and, and got a you know got a big physical back a bring your own back right like mm-hmm. understanding what what areas they lack in no different Philly goes and gets their guys Kansas City need to go get guys because at the end you're going to need some push right. there's got to be some dudes because you and I both know Shannon players make plays at the end. it ain't about scheme it ain't about design because you saw Kansas City they're moving they're, they're moving both tight ends over there splitting them guess what in the fourth quarter you didn't see it right. why because it goes out the window right. man like everybody understands the schemes and it's now your players got to go make plays and right now if you're Kansas City you're worried because you, you should when Absolutely. you go against the dudes again they're the best team in the AFC probably but still when you go against the best the, the, I wouldn't the say Dolphins, the best team in the NFL. The Dolphins had a shot at it like as well. You you know? 53 points in the second half of the yeah. season, 172 third. It's ugly. Say what? Who do you have ahead of them? Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ravens. Dolphins. Dolph- I mean, Dolphins, they were, they were in 21 nothing. Dolphins make it 21-14 in Germany and have a shot to win are, that game as well. Are their issues fixable? I don't know how. How? Because you got what you got now. You didn't make you didn't make any moves. And like you personnel. said, they took A.J. Brown away, and this is why you have a Devontae exactly. Smith to you take over. Okay, they took Travis Kelsey away. 
Who's going to step up? That's right. You're asking Justin Watson to really step up. Is that what we're asking? Right. You got MBS. There's a reason why MB, he's a body catcher. Yeah. He had these same drop issues in Green Bay. He's had these issues before. Kadarius Toney is not consistent as you need a first-rounder to be. Right. Scott Moore has not taken that second step in the that's sophomore right. season to show you he's a guy that's reliable. Yeah. Pacheco had a great job, did a great job yeah. running DeAndre the football. DeAndre Swift ran the full football well for the oh, Yes, yeah. ran. yes. So, but... The, uh, Kansas City has issues, and I don't know how fixable they are, even with the greatness of Pat Mahomes, because he can't throw it and catch it himself. He could, let me tell you this. Last night, Mahomes, but he, he played well last night. Mahomes like at the end of the game, yeah. at the light, he could not have thrown the ball any better. any better. Fourth and 25, he throws a freaking dot that's got to be that converts, and you still give your chance, uh, uh, give yourself a chance to win. It hit Watson dead in the hands mm-hmm. again. Are these hard catches? Sure, yes. man. But you make a boat ton of money. And as, as the Chiefs organization, you have to believe those guys make that make those plays. Because you heard Mahomes. Listen, Mahomes took ownership last night. He did. Night. That's and, what I like. I asked about it. the miscues. He I said we're not. He goes, maybe I could have underthrown that ball a little more. But with an arm guard, you can't get that ball, put that ball any better in that dude's hands. Like, he couldn't do any more. And I respect when a guy goes out there and steps on that for him. But, man, at the end of the day, those dudes got to look within themselves and go, I have to be the if the Kansas City Chiefs want to repeat, I got to be the reason. And right now, nobody's doing it. Right. And at some point in time, you know, he's taking the blame. Say, yeah, come on. You are a wide receiver. Exactly. You're entrusted to catch the yeah. ball, That's right. not be a tr- retriever, which means pick the ball up and hand it to the official after you let it drop. <laughs> that's right. And that's what we're seeing. And that's why I don't, exa- but that's why I don't want to hear the stuff about the inclement weather. No, I'm, no. I'm not, I'm not being a body catcher. Because what I'm saying is I know that's the reality. Yes. But there are moments. Yeah. You cannot drop it that It wasn't that bad either. Come you on, that you cannot like, drop no, that I pass. No, Not at that moment. A minute no 42 way. left. You, you go ahead, touch Devontae that. Devontae Smith literally just made a more difficult catch going the other way, came back into the ball yeah. and caught it and got tackled because the ball was underthrown. I mean, yeah. MVS has played his majority of his career in Green Bay, another outside stadium in Chicago, which was in the division. So now he plays in Kansas City and, and he, Denver. And he's outside. dropped it he's dropped it everywhere. And he's, dro- and he's, he's dropped it everywhere he's been. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're not going to be in 72 in a dome all the time. No. You've got to make those catches, even under those circumstances. Now, we know, Stephen A., we know third down. We know fourth down. We know games on the line. That's why I tell you there's a difference between receivers. Everybody can catch the ball in first and second quarter. Everybody can catch the ball early in the game. That's right. But when you need a first down or it's on fourth down, can you still rise to the occasion? That's right. That's what separates receivers. Yeah, facts. Yeah, and we'll get into the Philly side a little bit more uh, a little later. But I want to get to that breaking news regarding your Steelers, Stephen A. So Mike Tomlin has announced that the Steelers have fired offensive coordinator Mike Canada despite their offensive struggles. Matt Canada, excuse me. The Steelers are 6-4 and four, but have a negative point differential and have been outgained in every game this season. Stephen A., what do you think about Matt Canada being let go? It was necessary. Mm. It was long, long, long overdue. Mm-hmm. About damn time. I don't say that with a smile on my face. I don't say that with any, 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 any comedy or anything like that. I don't enjoy somebody losing their job. That's never something fun. I don't wish anything. I want everybody to make their money and be able to feed their family and take care. But you have to be productive. Yes. And the fact of the matter is he was not only non-productive this season, He's been non-productive since he's been the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Now, this year alone, just to give you the numbers, 28th in total offense, mm. 28th in scoring offense, 31st in passing offense, 25th in third down conversions, 
25th in red zone efficiencies. Kenny Pickett, of the 32 quarterbacks with at least 150 pass attempts this season, Pickett ranks 29th in completion percentage, 29th in touchdown percentage, 30th in pass yards per game. But here's all y'all need to know. I got two things here, okay? Since Matt Canada was the offensive coordinator since the start of the 2021 season, the Steelers are the only NFL team without 400 yards of offense in the game. The only team. Wow. The only team. No other team can say that. Just the Steelers. And number two, the Steelers are dead last in the league with only two games scoring 30 or more points during that span. The Steelers have scored 30 points or more twice in three years. Come on, y'all. You get to a point where it's like, wait a minute. If a player was this nonproductive, he'd have been gone. If, right. a, if somebody else was not protected, they'd have been gone. For sure. Okay, For sure. at some point in time, you got to get the job done. And I know with Omar Khan, the GM, and with the Steelers, with Mike Tomlin, the coach, the association with the league, with the Steelers for all of these years, the level of loyalty, commitment. I know that Matt Canada had a hard thing having to deal with Ben Roethlisberger, so we don't need to hold that first year with them against them because that was Big, ben, Big Ben's last year. Mm. And essentially, you knew that he was basically a statue. He couldn't move, for crying out loud. Right. And yeah. you had to work with that because of his Hall of Fame credentials and what he had meant to the Steelers as an organization all of those years. You couldn't just bounce him out right. of here. We get that. But how do you explain the last two years? You got Najee Harris. You got this kid, Warren, who can ball. Yeah. You got Pickens. You got Deontay Johnson. You got Fryermuth. You got an improved yeah. offensive line. I mean, how many excuses do you need? There's no innovativeness. There's no – I mean, there's nothing there. And the writing was on the wall. And I think Najee Harris, speaking up the way that he did, was the final straw. For sure. For Mike Tomlin to sit up there and say, I got to do something because I'm losing my team. Remember, he tried to dismiss it when George Pickens was just That's disgusted right. and, and, and mm -hmm. ready to quit for crying out yeah. loud. And he talked about a rock in his shoe or whatever it is, a pebble in his shoe. Mm -hmm. But when Najee Harris came out, you got the feeling, look, man, they all know what's going on. And now they're looking at Coach T like, what you going to do? Right. You yeah. demand of us, but look what you've given us. You had to do something. Yeah. Yeah. This had to be. This was long overdue. I'm glad the Steelers finally made the move. I, I think you solve a problem in the short term, but I don't think you found your long-term solution. No. I agree. Are you yeah. Are you sure, uh, uh, you know, Slatterberger hands, Kenny Pickett, no. with them little, little, little gloves on, two gloves, are you sure he's no. the answer? No, I'm not. So I'm not so sure. You could get Kyle Shanahan. And then still, Kenny Pickett might not be your answer. Yeah. So you do in the short term. You had, I agree with you, Steve. That you had to do something because they were growing restless. They get tired of going out there throwing for 125 yards. Yeah. They get tired of going out there in every game. They're outscored. Yeah. And like you said, haven't had a 400-yard game in forever. And so the players like, hold on, we practice hard all week, and then we get in the game, and this is what we put on tape. So Mike Tomlin had no choice but to do this. But are we sure? Are we sure? We're not. Kenny Pickett is the guy, Hell regardless no. of OC. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you know the answer <clears throat> to your point. I don't think you know the answer the rest of this year. I think you got to figure it out as you go. But to, to Stephen A's point and your point, this was a locker room issue. Yeah. And Mike T understood how important he can fight the fans. You know, Mike T, he's steadfast. He's not going to be moved off the spot. When Najee Harris said what he said at the end, you know, Pickens had already said it. Deontay Johnson had already said it. These guys had already complained kind of publicly. When Najee Harris was like, hey, man, when I'm in the game, this defense is giving me this look. I'm getting no yards. Warren comes in. We're busting big runs. Pickens is getting no targets. At some point, you go back to your locker room, and the guys are looking at you like, hey, man. Like, you're not even giving us an opportunity to win games. Right. We got to find some way. And you're 6-4. and four. 
in the AFC where you can go make a chance, go make some noise, uh, you know, in there at that point. I think as, as, you're, as Mike Tomlin goes, I know he's disappointed he has to make the move. No one likes to fire anybody. But at some point, all the light begins to turn to you. And if Mike Tomlin's sitting in that seat, man, and all the guys are like, hey, coach, man, we're giving you everything. You ain't giving us what, what we need. Especially yeah. when you consider the kind of man that Mike Tomlin is. Yes. You know, you see videotapes of him talking to players like, hey, 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 yeah. it's bigger than you. It's bigger than That's you. Right. It's not about just That's you, right. et cetera. Well, the players now looked at him and said it ain't about just you because yeah. that's the only reason this guy is right. still here. And then you got a defense ranked seventh in the NFL. But make no mistake about it, this is a big-time defense. But ultimately, you tax them a bit too much yeah, because sure. you're constantly asking them to come to the rescue. And their level of frustration elevates because they're looking at you and they're saying, you're asking this of us, but look at what you're giving us to work with, and you ain't making the change that everybody and their grandmama yeah. knows right, yeah. needs to be made. Anytime, anytime an organization makes a change in staff during the season, that lets you know that it's pretty bad. Absolutely. Because all things being equal, they prefer to let this thing play out. At That's the right. end of the season, we go our separate ways. Yeah. But yeah. to make a change this deep into the season, Stephen A., Saturday, you Six know and this. Four. Had to miss and that was, and but that game against the Browns, that was ugly, man. Oh man, it was. I mean, like it was. A, there's been a lot been ugly. But, I'm, it, but I mean, but that one in particular, like you looked at that game and you were like, yeah. man, like I don't think he, I literally don't think Pickett, or maybe one throw he threw past the sticks. Right. right. Like, like it was. Everything is like a two-yard, the ball's coming out, kind of like Roethlisberger his yeah. last season, right? Like, like just ball coming out so Most fast reason. that you're I, not getting anything down I just want to say one thing really quickly. It feels like there's been a lot of ugly play this season, and Stephen A. had Tom Brady on the Stephen A. Smith show yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was watching the full interview, which was fantastic. We're going to play a little bit. But you talked a little bit about that, about the play this season, and I know we'll play an excerpt of that later and react yes, to it. we got to, yeah, because Tom Brady had a lot. He had, he had a really yeah. interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. But Stephen A. and Saturday, you know this. The Steelers have been playing bad offensively all year, sure. right. but we let it skate, and Mike Tomlin let it skate because they were winning. Yeah. You tell me the yeah. difference between uh, Cleveland and all the other games that they had played. Yeah. The offense has been pathetic. Yes, That's But true. they won the ball game, and yeah. even Najee Harris said, we got a good record, right. but yeah. this ain't going to work. Yeah. But, but it's but, also but here's, the quarterback. But here's where it also have. resonates. Every quarterback looks like they've outplayed Kenny Pickett this season. They have. Right? Yeah. That's not what they were saying last year. You had guys having faith in Kenny Pickett. So his ability to throw the football had a strong enough arm. Yeah, last year. You saw year, the level of progression year. last year. That's right. So now, of course, that's another reason you're looking at Matt Canada yeah. because you're like, wait a minute. And that's why. His brother didn't all of a sudden wet the bed. His, he didn't lose whatever we thought we saw from him last that's year. That's right. This has got to be the offensive Well, that's why Jeff's saying we don't really know what he is. Yeah, though. yeah. Because, again, he took you. You made a huge run last year, the last nine games. You ended up making the playoff. You know, that, that – or making that run that's that's what you have to have right. like you have to have that Kenny Pickett if you can find any any shred of that with the defense they have mm-hmm. and the AFC where it is I mean because think that he's still their one quarterback man like he's still their guy that they went in the season thinking this is a guy we're gonna ride you gotta play better man I mean yeah. it's, that's just the bottom line they gotta have to do better and yeah, and they got the Bengals next Sunday. They got so. two. They got two Bengals games with yeah, no Joe I'm Burrow. Looking at it. They, like got, they got a pretty they easy got, schedule, y'all. Like they could get to ten wins. I'm they've not got Bengals, Cards, Pats, Colts, yeah. Bengals again, as you mentioned, Seahawks, Ravens. If I mean, the other than the last can two games, give you a pulse offensively. They can get to ten wins, which is huge. Which was huge because nobody expected that no from the season. But if I'm if I'm playing the Steelers, I'm going to the game, guys. If we don't turn it over, they can't beat us. No doubt. That's how I'm approaching the game yeah, today. Yeah. If yeah. we don't turn it over, if we don't give up pick yeah. sixes, scoop and scores, yeah. we don't let Hot Smith. You need and, a point, and, though. You need some points. No, but I'm saying, 
the Steelers can't get no points without that defense. <laughs> yeah. You, how often do you think Jalen? Uh, uh, but that's uh, what I'm saying. Your offense got to be able to get you 10 to yes, 15 points. Yes, for but sure. I'm saying if I'm the opposing team and I'm facing the Steelers, okay. I'm saying if I don't turn it over, that offense okay. is not going to drive down no the field and beat. So before we go to break, you all agree the Matt Canada firing was the right move. It was we necessary. don't know. If it's going to be enough. Correct. Right. Yes. Short term, yes. Long term. The lock, the, he was losing the locker room. Yes. That's yeah. the only reason he made that move. You could see it and hear it. Yep. That Mike T cannot live. Not being where they are right now in their season, they mm-hmm. are still fully capable of making the playoffs. Yeah. He Especially felt, with the Browns losing yeah. their quarterback. Slow to hire, yeah. quick to fire. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mike Tomlin missed that last part. He should have gotten rid of Matt Canada weeks ago. What have we heard Mike T say all the time? Mm-hmm. The standard is the standard. Mm. And Matt Canada and that offense didn't meet the Steelers' yeah. standard. Yeah. So you're right, Stephen A. This probably should have happened weeks ago, maybe even last year, I think because so. they never season. played up to the standard that we had right. become yeah. accustomed to seeing the Steelers' offense play. So, so. And Ken Dorsey's available. <laughs> right. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Tonight, we'll have the exclusive reveal of the next college football playoff top 25 rankings. Reese and the guys break it down top to bottom, as well as a live interview with committee chairman Boot Corrigan. 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ESPN and the app. 
Third-ranked Michigan has been in the news for both the wrong and the right reasons. Jim Harbaugh continues to serve his three-game suspension as his team continues to win games. They'll be tested Saturday against their bitter rival, second-ranked Ohio State. Clearly, Harbaugh is in good spirits. Take a listen. I go back to that. Uh, it's like it's like the Ted Lasso show, you know. Um, believe. And what comes out of that is believe, and I'm just so proud, just so proud of our team. Despite that noise, our locker room's in one piece. And uh, you know, like Ted, for me, locker rooms, a lot like my mom's bathing suits. I like to see them in one piece. <laughs> we need to just take a moment. Hi, Paul. Paul. Just talk about his own mama like that. First of all, it's just like Ted Lasso. That's what I was thinking. Mm. I like like my mom's yeah. bathing suits, one piece. Yeah. <sighs> Right. I, I don't even know what to say yeah. about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, okay. Paul gonna We're not going to touch that one. I'll leave you with this. Uh, <laughs> is Ohio State-Michigan an elimination game for the playoff? It is if Michigan loses, Molly. They, they have absolutely no road to the playoffs because they played just a complete garbage non-conference schedule. Ohio State has a... A slightly better chance because Ohio State went on the road a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago now, and won at Notre Dame. That's a, that's an impressive win. Notre Dame isn't elite, but they're good, and that's a tough road win. So uh, I think they're both in. De- uh, Michigan's Michigan's done. Ohio State is in trouble, but with a uh, a chance, only a chance. When you think about Michigan, how do you feel as as we reflect on Michigan and the kind of season that they've had, Paul? Put in perspective exactly what it is that we've seen from Michigan. How impressed are you or non-impressed are you about them? Well, Stephen, they've been dominant Uh, until the last two weeks, ironically, when when Harbaugh went out and and they probably uh, were no longer able to use signals uh, that maybe they got surreptitiously. uh, They they were the most dominant team in the country. I mean, they were powerful. They were just, just I mean, they were not only beating teams, they were destroying teams. The last two weeks, they've struggled. Uh, it's also the two best teams they played on the road at Penn State. Uh, they played well. Uh, they, they dominated the game, but not uh, in a crushing and overpowering fashion. Last week, I think it was a sandwich game uh, at Maryland. Uh, Mike Loxley does a good job, but uh, that game should not have been as close. But with Ohio State ahead, I understood that. But, but you know, this week's totally different. Uh, I think the uh, off-the-field stuff uh, is getting t- – getting to them a little bit. I mean, it's so it's so overwhelming. I mean, if you're a Michigan player, you can't go anywhere. You can't look up at, at the TV without seeing your coach uh, on there making some ridiculous comparison like, like Crazy Uncle Joe at Thanksgiving. So I, I think it's had an effect. Now, this week, uh, you know, it, it's a different situation. They have, do- they have not only won the game against Ohio State the last two years, Stephen A., they've dominated the game. Yeah, they won the game 87 to 87 to 50 in the last two meetings against Michigan. But uh, but, but Harbaugh has to understand, unlike NFL football, the coaches is always the dominating figure at a college campus. If you look at Alabama, no matter who goes there, it's Coach Saban. Michigan is the same way with Jim Harbaugh because he's such a, a commanding and dominating presence. But you said that you believe that if Ohio State lose, they still an outside chance. But because uh, I'm looking at Georgia. I think Georgia is probably the only team that can lose, lose the SEC title game and still make the college football playoff because they've been so dominating over the last over the last three seasons. Um, but Ohio State and we got Florida State in this situation with their quarterback going out, Paul. Do you believe that they could 
even if they win out, I believe if they win out, they should be in the college football playoff. But I think if Florida State loses one game with their quarterback being out, I don't think the, football, uh, uh, the committee puts them in. Shannon, I think you're right. I think Florida State is in deep trouble. Now, one thing they have to do, uh, they have a game Saturday night at Florida. Florida is trying to get to a bowl game, so we're not talking about an elite team, but it is a rivalry game. How does their backup quarterback play? And then the following week against Louisville, they need to be dominant. If they barely get by either game, I think the committee is going to look at that and go, Jordan Travis was the reason why they were a, an elite team. And, and quite frankly, I think they very well may be kept out. And I know both of you think maybe they should, but they shouldn't be put in over other schools that have been dominating, uh, other schools that have been elite. And you mentioned one of them. If Alabama somehow beats Georgia, I, I'm, not, I'm not keeping Georgia home so no. Florida State can go and get blown out by 40 points in the semifinals like we saw uh, in, the, in the final game last year with TCU. We've had enough of that. Listen, I want, to, I want to veer left because I had a subject, and I've mentioned this on several occasions, and who better to talk to about it than you, Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> I understand that, that Colorado Buffaloes have nosedived. We understand that they've lost, you know, six of their last seven games. You've got seven losses on the season. It hasn't been impressive as of late. We get all of that. I, I don't know. I mean, it was the early success that they enjoyed, I think that Dion, he told both me and Shannon, he need those meat and potato brothers, and I don't know if he's going to ever get those guys there. I, I, I personally personally have a dream that that man will end up in the SEC at some place like Texas A&M, even though I think that's pie in the sky that's, that's, that's likely never going to happen. What do you make of the job that you've seen him do in Colorado and his chances of moving on, particularly after the way Colorado has struggled over the last two months or so? Yeah, I mean, I think the worst thing was also the best thing for Dion. And I'm, I'm not blaming you two, but I am blaming you two, okay? Because I sat here 10 weeks ago, and you guys uh, saw what was happening. Uh, I mean, I'm watching on TV. You're on the sidelines. You brought it here. And, and we all started talking about, are they a playoff team? No, they're not a playoff team. Are they a bowl team? Maybe. Uh, but, but he had so much to overcome. And I think because of his magnetism and charisma and what he brought to that program, they were able to beat T. They were able to turn games that they probably shouldn't have done. But then the reality struck. I, I, I said it a year ago, Stephen, I didn't want him to go to Colorado. I thought he needed a better place. I think he's okay there, but, but the hill is too tall. And, you know, A&M I don't think is a possibility, but there's a job there for him. I, I think he needs to spend another year from a, credible, a credibility standpoint, try to build it, and, and then make a value judgment. I talk to coaches all the time at, at good schools who end up losing to a school like Georgia and go, I, I don't know what else I can do. I mean, they've got five stars in the starting lineup, and they've got five stars uh, at, at second uh, second team. Dion, uh, can't, you can't do that in one year in college football. You can't play elite teams uh, and, and, and succeed. So I think he's in a conundrum. Uh, I, I think he, it would be a bad look if he just bailed. But I think if he gives it two years, and by the way, his best players couldn't leave with him anyway after one year because they've already made the move, then I think the, the, the world is his oyster. I, I think he could go anywhere. So you're saying you believe that once Shadur, if Shadur comes back, goes to the end, obviously he'll have to go. You believe that will be the time in which right. Coach Prime needs to go ahead and make a move. 
I think it would look good. I, what I don't like, and I know you guys are, are, are much closer to it, I, I don't like the schadenfreude going on right now where everybody is, is gleeful uh, when they see uh, Colorado getting their, their yeah. head bashed in. Right. Uh, that, yeah. that's, that's absurd. Uh, and it, it, it just, it's the petty jealousy that everyone in the industry has, uh, or almost everyone has toward Dion. I mean, I, I think he's generational. Uh, I think he owned the first five weeks of this college football season, which is pretty remarkable for a program that's not even going to make a bowl game. Yeah, the wheels fell off, but you guys knew that. I mean, you were standing there on the sideline. You could, you could, you could look ahead six, eight weeks and figure this thing out for yourself, and I know you did. Right. Absolutely. Paul, who do you think will be the top four tonight? I think it will be Georgia, probably Ohio State, Michigan, and Washington, because I think this committee is going to have a very difficult time, Molly, with Florida State. I mean, they're right on that line anyway, but this, the school to keep your eye on, I think, is Oregon yeah. uh, and Bo Nix. I mean, Bo Nix, two years ago, guys, started against Alabama at Auburn University. Uh, and here he is at Oregon uh, on the verge of getting his school to the playoffs, and they're playing at the very top level outside of Georgia, and it's going to come down between Bo Nix probably and, and Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman Trophy. So would you say that Bo Nix, because Bo Nix's first game was against uh, Justin Herbert, who happens to be entering his fourth year in the sure NFL. Was. So, so I, and you said you said you think that Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix are now the co-favorites to win the Heisman. Well, I, I think Jaden Daniels is the best player in the country. I, okay. I mean, if, if he was playing on a team with one or two less losses, I, it would already be over. I mean, nobody has ever put up numbers like this. Nobody. I talked to Brian Kelly yesterday, and he, I mean, listen, of course he's supporting his, his player, but he said, I've never seen anything like it. And, and quite frankly, guys, I haven't either, but he's, you know, he's not off Broadway at LSU, but they're playing in a game this Saturday opposite Ohio State and Michigan. People are not going to be paying enough attention, and then he won't be playing the next week when Bo Nix will be playing. So I think that's the disadvantage for him, but he is the best player in the country. All right. Mm -hmm. Paul Feinbaum covered a lot of ground there. Thank you so much, sir. You're the best. We'll talk <laughs> to you it. soon. Thank you, guys. <laughs> hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. The Warriors snapped their six-game losing streak with a 121-116 win over the Rockets. Steph Curry dropped 32 points, five shots from deep SA. Are the Dubs a playoff team? I think they still will be because Steph Curry will make sure of it. He's too great. He's too phenomenal. Um, and to have to deal with him and how he's going to be able to galvanize the rest of the troops, I think they'll be all right in terms of the playoffs. question is, are they going to be good enough to be a championship contender? It doesn't look that way. But can they make be one of the top eight teams in the playoffs? Yeah, sure. Yes, they can. Mm. Back to the NFL. I don't think you'll think this team's going to be all right. The Jets have changed up their quarterback depth chart after a blowout loss to the Bills, moving former starter Zach Wilson to third string, bumping up Tim Boyle to the starting role with Trevor Simeon as the backup. Shannon, right move? Yes, and it just goes to show you what they think of Zach Wilson because they're bringing in Trevor Simeon, who is at home, put him on the practice squad, and he's going to serve as the backup. Let that sink in. He might have played his last game. Stephen, since Robert Sala took over in 2021, the Jets are, are one of two teams that have thrown more interceptions than touchdowns. The other team, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, no. And somebody mentioned yesterday that Tim Boyle played for uh, UConn. Yeah. Stephen, do you know in his UConn career he threw one touchdown and three interceptions? Good Lord. Did you look up oh, UConn? My bad, my bad, my bad. You looked up UConn this, I was just talking to Stephen. Hey. Steve and Stephen having a conversation, did, brother to brother. Did you see the basketball game last night? Oh, yeah, it's football. It's football season. season. Oh, because yeah. oh, we won again. The win streak continues <laughs> against non-conference opponents. <laughs> it's now at 22. <laughs> I have something else to say. Can I say this real quick? Go though? ahead. Oh, Go don't ahead. act no, no, so no, annoyed. You, you, you just annoyed everybody because you. Why? Uh, UConn's on a win streak with non-conference opponents, and they're getting it done at Madison Square Garden. Talking football and basketball. But Madison Square Garden, where your Knicks can't get. Go ahead. But this is what I was just going to say. As far as the Jets, <laughs> the Jets and the quarterback situation, <laughs> yes. they got to get the old line together before Aaron Rodgers comes back. Man, Aaron Rodgers, if he, why would, you, why would you even think about coming back with that injury behind that old line? Well, wasn't like December twenty eighth a potential target date? Man, I don't think that, I don't. I, I think the offensive line is just demoralized. They're like, we ain't going to throw passes anyway. That's, I think that's what it's about with the New York Jets. That's number one. Number well, two, I think him. it's important to point this out. Zach Wilson. He had been, in his career, he has been benched in favor of Joe Flacco, Mike White, White. and now Tim Boyle, and this cat, Trevor Simeon, is coming off, uh, coming off the couch. Off his couch. Off his couch. Probably taking his kids to school. I mean, he was in just carpool line the other day. Good. He's going to get a nice check. Good for him. Keep cashing him. This has got to be embarrassing. All right. We'll keep How rolling. How would you know here. about the checks and carpools? What? Just ask. I didn't say he's getting it's checks from carpools. I said from coming back to the NFL. Okay, I didn't know. What you know about carpool? Too? I said, what you, you know work about carpool every day. Anyway? What are exactly. you guys? What What's is even same? happening oh, right same. now? I was saying he's coming back to the NFL. He's going to get a check. I didn't say anything about carpools, but I'm grateful he was able to spend time with his kids. What is happening right now? You brought up, you brought up carpool. <laughs> All right, we saw vintage Josh Allen against the Jets in his first game with new OC Joe Brady winning 32-6. Allen threw for 275 yards, three TDs, and one pick. 
Stephen A isn't sold on the turnaround. He's not feeling the enthusiasm like the rest of us after this win. Let's flash back to yesterday. I don't want to hear anything about the Buffalo Bills. I'm concerned they had a bye week yesterday. Come to me in a month when they go up against the Eagles, the Chiefs after the bye week, and the Dallas Cowboys, and when they handle their business in games of that magnitude, right. we can bloviate about the Buffalo Bills and being there's a return to football, quality football in western New York. Until that time, shut the hell up and go out there and prepare for a real NFL opponent. A little aggressive, your word choice, but yeah, we, we played it back. Um, I got Sh- it from you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Shannon, this dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's winning the AFC East? Is it the Bills or the Dolphins? I like Buffalo. What? Um, I do, because when you look at the Dolphins, look at who they've beaten. I mean, you like the Giants? You like the Raiders? They did drop a 70-piece on the Broncos. Now, the Broncos look to be much improved, but they don't have a win over anyone with a winning record. When they step up in level and they step up in competition, they lose. I think Buffalo can right the wrongs. Obviously, everything is tied to Josh Allen and his turnovers, but he seemed to have corrected that flaw. I like what I'm seeing from them. I'm, I'm going to say I, I like I like. Uh, the Buffalo Bills winning the AFC East. I would remind you, Shannon Sharp, over the next four weeks, the the Miami Dolphins play at the Jets. Yeah. Win. At the nation's capital, Washington Commanders. Win. I call them the Commodores every now and then. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Those Commodores are the Commanders. Okay. They got Tennessee. All right? Yeah. Okay. And then they got the Jets again. That's over the next four weeks. Yeah. I also would remind you that it's the number one team in points, yards, passing yards, and number two in rushing. I'm sorry. When your offense is that prolific, as long as the cheetah is on the field, all right, with Waddle, with Tua throwing the football, the Buffalo Bills team that I've been watching, I'm not giving them no edge over the Miami Dolphins. That's just how I feel about it. I get the fact that the Miami Dolphins, I'm looking at you them right now. You think they can win a big one on the road? I think they can. They haven't. They have to prove it. Don't get me wrong. But when you lose 34 to 31 in inclement weather in Buffalo with Skylar Thompson as your quarterback, I have reason to believe that you have an opportunity to get the job done. That's just what I believe. But I don't believe. I think that when you're talking about them, first of all, Buffalo's got to come to Miami. Miami beat them, lost to them earlier in Buffalo. Now Buffalo got to come back. Miami's going to avenge that loss. They got spanked 48 to 20. You think so? Gonna, yeah, they're going to beat Buffalo that game. They're going to get Buffalo back for that. That's what I believe personally, okay? And so when I look at it from that perspective, certainly I've got Miami winning the AFC East, no doubt. I just It's just the inconsistency in the back-to-back games and scoring 20, just 20 points. I, just, I, I don't like what I'm seeing from them offensively. Yeah, we know they can be very explosive, but they haven't been explosive the last couple of games. Uh, to a turning the ball over. You look, they've won two games in which they've turned the ball over three-plus times. That mm-hmm. was against the Raiders and the Giants. You know when you step up in level of competition, you cannot turn the yeah. football over. You turn the football over, you lose. Dolphins 21-9 and over the last 30 games when Tua starts. And, oh, by the way, what is it right here? I'm looking at this right here. They've got, like, 17 of their past 19 home games they've won. I'm going to roll with the Dolphins. Okay. I'm going to roll with the Dolphins. Yep, they play Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Why are having leftovers? Jeff might, hey, Jeff might be a rally behind Tim Boyle. Mm-hmm. You hear Molly bring up leftovers? Do you, do you eat like real Thanksgiving food? Like, yeah. will you eat carbs? See, yeah. you'll eat, yeah, you'll eat, food. You'll eat yeah. stuffing. Yeah, she gets like, yeah. sweet we don't, I don't eat stuffing. I eat dressing. Okay, you eat dressing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna eat pies. Yeah. Really? 
See how she's sweet potato pecan. See, see what she's and, doing, And right? the next day you're going to do See what she's too? doing, right? Uh, leftovers the next day, or then will you be, like, hardcore in the gym? Nah, nah, nah. I'll, eat, I'll, I'll go. I'll eat Thursday. I'll eat Friday, but then I'm done with it. I'm not going to be eating Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. No, until no, it's I'm all interested, gone. I'm interested in, you know, producing additional content outside of the world of sports. Got a perfect show. Molly hosting the show for the Food Network. Can't miss. Can't miss. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Can you cook, Molly? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I mean, God. Is but, this really but, 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 but I know she can eat. Yeah, I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know that. Yeah, I've been she on the road. Lunch, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you bring buckets of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this what is what she does. Mean, what do you Molly mean? Molly would always on the you, road. You, you, you think you're a construction worker, dude? The way she be brown bagging it. You've been on the road. We went on the road. I egg white bike. Molly. I eat egg white Were we not on the road in Savannah? Yeah. Were we not on the road in Winston State? Yeah. Were we not on the road in Denver? Yeah. Okay. I'm saying that's all Please. I said. Let me bring we up the Chick-fil-A I saw time. you pound. No, no, no. That was Carrie Hilliard. Okay. All right. <laughs> Food up. Network. Food Network. Molly, trying to tell y'all, it can't miss. Trust me. It oh. can't miss.